You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Well, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be with all of you. We hear again from the words of the Old Testament reading for today. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1-9. through Come, everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters, and he who has no money, come by and eat. Come by wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and you labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation you don't know, and a nation you didn't know shall run to you, because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for He has glorified you. Seek the Lord while He may be found, and call upon Him while He's near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, we understand, especially in America, common sense. We understand things that make sense to us. We call it common sense. So basic math, credits, debits, those of you with training in accounting know this better than people like me. But when things add up, they make sense to us. Even in the way of spiritual things, understanding God, His Word, what we believe, etc. Oftentimes we turn to what makes sense to us. It's no wonder that an eye for an eye was one of the oldest codes, Hammurabi's code in the, in, the, uh, in the world, makes sense to us when we think it. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Karma actually makes sense in terms of human reasoning. You do good, you get good back. You do bad, you get bad back. But in our Old Testament text today, we see that the way God works and speaks defies, defies common sense in terms of how He treats us, how He treats mankind, and how He works with His people. In other words, the Gospel actually blows the lid off of common sense. It's even bad math. It's about abundance. It's about giving and giving and giving and giving. And our Lord, through the prophet Isaiah, speaks to us today who hunger and thirst. Whether or not we know it to be true, this is all of mankind. We all who are born under original sin hunger and thirst. And He calls us to eat, to drink, and to enjoy it. Verse 1 says, He who has no money, come by and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. 
Specifically, he's writing to a people, the Israelites, who are in Babylonian captivity. They've lost their land, they've lost their family, they've lost their place of worship. They're strangers in the place where they now live, and yet our Lord, through the prophet Isaiah, addresses them with the language of the promised land. A land flowing, we're told, with milk, honey, bread, and wine. A land of plenty that's fruitful. What our Lord delivers here, the food, the drink, it's all free. No money is needed. It's a gift. Now the Israelites are in captivity because of their own fault. Because they're sinners. And they've constantly broken the law of God. Much of the Old Testament tells about their failure. We know it well. It's about their sin. They are idolaters. They're murderers. They're immoral. They're lawbreakers. But God's call through the prophet Isaiah to the thirsty sinner is simply to drink for free. To the hungry and to the poor, to eat for free. Of course, that which he's speaking of isn't ordinary food or drink, but something much more. We're reminded of this specifically in the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, where Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So the question here is answered by Jesus as to what our real thirst is. It's original sins, restoration and healing and removal. The loss of original righteousness. So we thirst then for righteousness. This is the very thing that Jesus came to do to restore our original righteousness. The forgiveness of sin. Absolution. This is the very thing that He came to do because this is what His name means. And you shall call His name Jesus, for He shall save His people from their sins. He's the one speaking us, speaking to us specifically here in our text today. In contrast to the gift offered by our Lord, those born into the sin, just like the Israelites, And all of humanity, instead of receiving what He has for us, we do this. We spend money for that which is not bread and labor for that which does not satisfy. Isaiah 55.2 The old Adam or the natural man can come up with countless ways to solve his perceived problems. He can diagnose all kinds of problems as well that aren't the right problems. Be certain that the old Adam can build all kinds of systems, strategies, different ways to get better, to fix it, to make ourselves clean. Striving, working, doing. That's what the old Adam does. He continues to do it. The old Adam or the man or woman born into original sin is not short on working for things or helping with his own salvation, spirituality. It's what he's best at. Improving, enhancing, and always trying to progress. It's not by accident that self-help books, programs, podcasts about self-help are always at the top. They're the best sellers. It's no wonder that back in the medieval times, and 
even at the time of Luther, the selling of indulgences that could buy forgiveness were a hot commodity. Now, if we broke the law or we break something, we think it's our responsibility now to fix it. We will pay God back. We will make restitution. But the problem is that you can't fix it. You can't satisfy yourself. You can't forgive your own sin. And according to Scriptures, you can't even come to God or believe in Him. For all are born, as the Scripture says, children of wrath, enemies of God, dead in trespass and sin. The Bible says, and according to the same prophet Isaiah, that we have all become like one who is unclean. And our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Isaiah 64, 6. It's what we confess in the small catechism in the third article when we declare, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to Him. So we cry out like Paul did. Romans chapter 7. When he sees and you see and I see our inability to save ourselves and to progress toward righteousness. Wretched, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Then Isaiah 55 continues with the answer. Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast and sure or certain love for David. Now a dead man can't make himself alive, so we need this all done for us and to us. A dead man needs a resurrection. So our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who's died for you and risen for you, brings His word of forgiveness, His word of life to you. He makes you alive through the same word and the same word, the same Logos, or Son of God, who said, let there be light, and there was light. He's the one who gives you faith, speaks you alive. For without the gift of faith, you'd have no faith. But faith then comes by hearing. And so the prophet says, incline your ear to hear the words of Christ. Receive His gift. Believe His certain love for you. Return to the Lord, the God who loves you certainly. He has compassion on you, His Word says. By gift or by grace through faith. He is your God who has given you His very name in holy baptism. And Isaiah says that He abundantly pardons you for all your sin. For Jesus your Lord has drowned the old Adam, having nailed your sin to the cross with Him who died in your place for you. As Galatians 2.22 says, I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh or in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. This is all pure gift. It's free. 
None of your money or effort or striving can do anything, for He gives everything to you by grace or gift alone. He is the true living water. The one who satisfies the thirsts you didn't even know you had. And He feeds you with His very body and His very blood for the forgiveness of your sin. His Gospel truly makes no sense to the natural man. It defies comprehension, for He reminds you, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. But thanks be to God that He continues to give you grace upon grace to the glory of His holy name. So as Jesus calls us in Revelation 22, let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was one of joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word and kindness. If you have questions about anything you heard on today's broadcast, please don't hesitate to contact us at office at hope-aurora.org or call the office at 303-364-7416. For more information about our congregation, for locations, service time, and schedule, please visit our website at www.hope-aurora.org. Thank you for listening to the Word of Hope.